On this episode, we discuss Firestarter. That's right, Firestarter, the movie that dares to... Firestarter. He's so cute when he sleeps. Because <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey, it's me, Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. And two of the three of us are not in our normal location. Listeners, can you guess oh. who it is? <laughs> can you figure out? Can you figure it out? Can we you gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman. Can. It's impossible. We can gave you, you none of the clues. <laughs> do the math, baby. Um, so what do we do on this here podcast? <laughs> <laughs> the answer was the answer was me and Stuart. Oh, me and Stuart yeah. are in different places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm rec- I'm recording from my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I, and Elliot, where are you? And I'm recording from my in-law's garage. Uh-huh. The two sexiest places I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording... They're both places where magic happens. <laughs> I'm recording from the same place in, you know, sort of spatially, but mentally uh, maybe a different place because, uh, guys, this week the COVID came for me. The COVID oh, no. hit me. Oh, I'm Finally. pretending I didn't know that already. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, I just want to suck up the sympathy because, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I've only, <laughs> I haven't seen anyone, you know. I need whatever sympathy I can get yeah. <laughs> from you two. Anyway, yeah, it's not, you know, it's Dan, okay. I think the hardest part was you, you mentioned to me that you lost your sense of smell, and I just feel like now you're not going to know what The Rock is cooking. Which is just terrible. I know. True, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't smell what the rock is cooking. You won't know what it is. Is it bouillabaisse? You don't know. <laughs> yeah, is it beef wellington? Could be, we don't know. Just could, could be one big egg. You don't know. Um, <laughs> yep. if, one big if, ostrich egg. If the rock wants to pick me up and wrap me up in what? Phyllo dough, puff pastry, and cook me? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go nuts. <laughs> well, I can think of at least one reason why not, but... Um, yeah, it would take a lot do of that, puff pastry. do that, Mr. The Rock. True. Thank you. Yeah, I have been expanding. Ain't cheap. <laughs> um, it is vegan, though. Did you know that puff pastry is vegan? Because it's yeah. But then when you wrap it in, sh- when you wrap shortening. beef in it, it doesn't really it it's, it stops being yeah, vegan yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stew beef. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, as you can tell, I uh, I'm on the mend. Uh, I'm still pretty tired, but I'm uh, not not doing too poorly. So don't. Did you get you your know, uh, uh, taste and smell back yet, buddy? Uh, I think I I feel like I'm smelling things a bit more today. Although Audrey earlier was like, "Could you close the <laughs> the garbage? Do you not smell that?" And I just like, you know, I just kind of reflexively said, "Yeah, oh yeah, I smell <laughs> like because you know I've just been told to do something reasonable, mm-hmm. uh, close the garbage but, but by my wife." So I say, even, "Yes." Even though a marriage is but, built on honest communication, you lied to her and said you did smell uh, the garbage. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that was like kind of a greasing the wheels, thoughtless, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then she's like, I asked because of your, your, your COVID, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? <laughs> I can't smell it. So oh, okay. uh, that 
that garbage stank. Or did you get did, not, did you uh, get mad at her to mirror the relationship dynamic of the boy and girl in the opening of Gyo, the Junji Ito graphic novel, where she what? is bothered by the death stench <laughs> creeps, and he is like, "What's wrong with you?" Little do we know. She ends up dying horribly, and he just runs around with all these dench, death stench creeps running around. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. <laughs> we don't. No, I, I do not. <laughs> so they're they're Let's fish talk about that are walking around on mechanical no. legs. <laughs> I just I, I, I love. I want to hear more about this. I just want to plant the image in our in our listeners' minds of when Dan went, when Dan said uh, that he had not smelled the garbage. I imagined uh, Audrey saying, "Dan, can you close the garbage? Don't you smell that?" And him looking down and realizing he was eating out of the garbage can at that moment <laughs> with a fork and a knife no, it was just like, sitting in front of the TV. It was like the Lost Boys when I looked down and yeah. I was eating maggots. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, it was delicious fried rice. But or it was like maggots. or like Hook. Suddenly you noticed that there was now that you had the power of imagination again. You saw the garbage in there whereas before mm -hmm. when you were a grown-up with no imagination it was empty <sighs> so let's talk about a piece of media that we all saw <laughs> for the speaking of what, what do you do on this podcast, for this podcast. yeah what do you do on this podcast it's oh, interesting podcast. that we're comparing lost boys and hook because they both have uh they both have peter pan references mm, uh yeah. this is a podcast where we uh watch a movie that was a critical or a commercial flop and then we talk about it and uh firestarter certainly and and both. we occasionally provide a forum for people's feelings about Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, not as much in the last few episodes, but yeah. very much for a few episodes before that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a this was a movie that um, was released to theaters. We, uh, we saw it on Peacock where it was released to streaming, I think at the same time. Uh, a real show of confidence <laughs> that... Um, yeah, I think it's borne out by the movie, but we can talk about it. <laughs> uh -huh. So wait, it was released in, in, Ugh, movie. in actual movie theaters. I, I think that, you know, one could at one time go to a movie theater and say, I would like two tickets, please, for Firestarter 2022 starring <laughs> Zac Efron. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think what Dan's, I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine the person, that situation. The person, the ticket taker said, uh, are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> you're, you don't have COVID and yeah, yeah. you want to go home <laughs> and <Yeah>. lie down? <laughs> Is it possible that you can't uh, smell this movie a block away sure. and know not to see it? I I, when, when Dan says released in theaters, maybe he just means that nowadays with people's home television and streaming setups and stereo, what's the difference between home viewing and stereo viewing anymore or, and, and theater viewing, you know? What's, what's the difference now? There is none, right, Dan? That's what you meant? Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe also uh, when you went up I to forget. the ticket taker, you said, could I buy two tickets? Now, I was wondering, you're charging to me full- paradise. Uh, okay, uh, we're doing a different bit. Okay, that's fine. So what <laughs> okay. do we do on this podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I did, I did that. I mean, we do pretty much what we're doing bit. now is we, we, have, also... we each have a different bit that we stampede over the, the other one with. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm- I, are we doing something new where we like wait for one another's bits? Because I've been trained by <laughs> Elliot to just jump in with whatever bit I have. You're finally at any learning. Point. You're finally learning, and I'm very proud and of you, Dan. And then he will continue with his bit. <laughs> but you're taking the bit and going home, it seems like. So Stuart now is, Stuart is so looking Stuart, at his someone, phone. Someone goes to the theater, they ask for two tickets to Firestarter. <laughs> Uh, uh -huh. And the the person says, uh, "This is actually streaming exclusively on Peacock, and it's registering at eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes." And you're like, "I guess whatever, fuck it." So the movie opens with a baby <laughs> sucking on a tit. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> we see this couple with a baby. Uh, we get some baby eye view <laughs> perspective. Then the baby what, uses What is power. this movie called? Lactation starter? What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. Well, we actually, the fire starts pretty quick because the baby looks at the mobile and then all of a sudden it catches on fire. No, wait, that's just a bad dream that dad, Zac Efron, is having. And now if that's a dad bod, sign me up. Look at those abs. <laughs> dad with abs. <laughs> Do not trust a grown man with abs, let me tell you. Um, okay. Or was it all a dream? So Zach Efron's a dad with abs. What? He's concerned with his daughter, dad, Charlie. If you will. Mm -hmm. He's concerned about his daughter, Charlie. Uh, she has her own uh, she has her own concerns about using powers or something. So he tries to distract her by looking at different things <laughs> around the room. Kind of like uh, kind of like a Kaiser Soze exercise, right? Where you like just yeah, yeah. look now, around I and name things from around the room. This is an actual anti-anxiety exercise, though. Just to, like it's supposed to ground you in the the place uh, and current moment that you're in, to just sort of look around and, and name things. So I, mm. I assume that like the idea is, yeah, yeah, she's calming herself down by uh, doing doing this. Uh, it it not knowing that as people you know who I don't know don't look into anxiety techniques might not uh -huh. is kind of an odd thing to happen. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm guessing, yeah, it was born out of actual research into anti-anxiety stuff and not one viewing of the usual suspects. Um, okay. <laughs> mm. uh, let's I see. Know, watching the usual mm. suspects is a big mm. part of anti-anxiety therapy, though. I don't know. It's pretty stressful. So we get some opening credits. Especially so much when there's so much Kevin Spacey on screen, which is extremely anxiety-inducing. Yeah. The uh, opening credits are played over kind of like a grainy uh, interview of uh, both Zac Efron and the actress who plays the mom. Uh, of this baby, so dad and mom, but back when they were in college, so they have like that's, facial hair. That's and Sydney stuff. Lemon is the okay. actress. Sydney Lemon. Um, Sydney Lumet. And <laughs> interesting. You may you may, famous you may director. not remember her from the series Hellstrom, the briefly existing series. What's uh, is mm. that based on? Is that related to Backstrom? <laughs> is that are they related? Mm -hmm. Those two series. Uh, no. <laughs> and what, whereas I was going to say, is it based on the character Darius Hellstrom from the uh, Deadlands role-playing game? So, uh, we no, get, it was based on the character Damon Hellstrom from the Marvel I was universe. pretty close. So yeah, uh, close. they were participating in an experimental drug test in college, uh, and it's like grainy video footage, and it includes footage of the experiment going poorly, and eyeballs are getting knocked down to the floor like it's at the fucking Double Deuce and Roadhouse. Now, <laughs> the most exciting thing, of course, is not the eyeballs on the floor, but when you see in the opening credits that we are going to have an appearance by Kurt Wood Smith mm -hmm. from RoboCop, bitches leave. There were two, two names in the credits that made me excited. Kurt Wood Smith, when I thought he had more of a role in the movie, because we hear his voiceover during this credits, and the fact that John Carpenter and his son did the music for the movie. Yeah, yeah, working overtime. <laughs> I would, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, I mean, and the score is uh, pleasant enough, I would say. It, is, it does not uh, rank with the work he did for his own movies, but I'm glad that the man has uh, <laughs> has a source of income in his, sure, sure. his I, twilight years. There's some that, moments uh, later in the movie where we get a little bit of synth that where I'm like, yeah, this is a John Carpenter score. But yeah, otherwise it's not uh it's not exactly uh his one of film his has more inspiring works, you know, or inspiring dragged works. John Carpenter down rather than <laughs> he 
yeah, raising it up. I feel like yeah, it feels like he he like took like a ten minute break to crank out some music in between marathon Elden Ring game sessions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see now. Uh, now Andy, that's uh, Zach Efron's character's name is Andy. He is uh, running a kind he of he likes candy. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> he eats it whenever he can. Yeah, if it's handy, give him some candy. <laughs> His favorite actress, Jessica Tandy. <laughs> we don't see it in the movie, but we have to assume that at one point he was pretty randy because he has a daughter. And he thinks the boy Stuart is looks- Brandy, not Monica's. <laughs> no. Uh, no, okay, so let's see. Uh, bits are done. Let's go back to... Okay, so he's running a... I mean, Stuart, the bits, the bits are the podcast. You look angry every time a bit starts, and I'll tell you something. You know, not, as great as you are... People aren't tuning in to have the, the, the Wikipedia like synopsis of of Firestarter read to them. They're here for the bit, guys. This it's, is going to be the last episode of the podcast. podcast. I'm sick of this shit. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Andy is running a kind of uh, under the radar quitting smoking therapy program where he uses his telepathy to fix people's urge to smoke cigarettes, and he only charges them a hundred dollars cash though no credit cards no it's very funny because he's he says this woman he goes just talk to he goes it's a it's like you know start seeing me and i'll cure you and she's like i don't know a hundred dollars a session is pretty expensive just do this first one with me we'll see what happens and he hypnotizes her goes you don't like smoking you think smoking's bad it tastes gross to you and she's like oh i feel better already uh and i only have eighty dollars give it to me and it's like well what was he gonna do the other <laughs> sessions like i don't like, just gonna yeah. just gonna say uh you're asleep now and then just read for a while or like play on his nintendo switch until until uh, it's time for her to money. go yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he actually plans a second session unless, I mean, he can do whatever <laughs> he wants. Why doesn't he just be like, uh, yeah, I don't care about your smoking. You're just going to give me a hundred dollars. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but then that's probably why it's good that a person like me doesn't have access to superpowers. Uh, but those mm-hmm. powers don't seem mm-hmm. that super because using his powers are physically draining. It makes his eyes go all wonky and what, like, blood come out of his eyeballs? They bleed. Yeah, they yeah, bleed. That's crazy. Bleed. That's that's not yeah. good. Mm-hmm. You you should... No. Yeah. I would say go to a doctor, I but you can't. If nothing else, it makes it very hard to see. You get blood in your eyes. I yeah. would imagine, yeah. yep. Um, There's okay. only one situation where it's good to have blood shooting out of your eyes, mm-hmm. and that's when you're a horned lizard, and it's your way of scaring off predators, and it's not actually blood, but it looks like it. And Zac Efron, I hate to break it to you, you are not a horned lizard. If that blood's coming out of your eyes, I want you to see a doctor immediately, but not that doctor played by Kurtwood Smith who pumped you full of uh, experimental drugs <laughs> until you had psychic powers. That's not something you want. I don't, I don't know. He has pretty good vibes, as we'll see later. Um, and uh, <laughs> also, when, <laughs> when, when he uses powers, the camera goes all wonky, which is one of the many camera techniques this movie uses that uh, I feel like are are like thrown in there to make up for... Guys, this movie seems like it has a low budget. Am I? Am I just? <laughs> am I had, guessing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a twelve million dollar movie, and you got to believe uh, uh, Zac Efron, though not you know one of the brightest stars in Hollywood's firmament, firmament surely did not come for cheap. No. Uh, so yeah, and if you want Kurtwood Smith, you're laying out a fair amount of green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. What's his day I mean, rate? There's okay, a lot of- we'll do half of that. 
<laughs> this, this movie takes place in a lot of uh, shadowy halls, whether they be the shadowy halls of a school that the kid is mm-hmm. in or later on the shadowy halls mm-hmm. of the institute, the evil government institute. That they certainly save something. a lot of money on lights with this movie. Yeah. But it's but you're right. It, it's a movie that I, it's surprising to see the budget as as 12 million on the Wikipedia page because it does look very it looks very indie. It looks very yes, uh, yeah. like homemade. it looks cheaper than like a CW superhero show. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. And it has less incident than <laughs> a CW superhero show. It has show. significantly less incident, uh, but just as many abs. Um, okay, so uh, now we cut to Charlie, who is in school, and uh, she's not on the grid. She doesn't use Google. She's poor. She's a little weird. Uh, she gets stressed by the kids incessantly bullying her, which, of course, we know is just them not being able to handle their own feelings toward her because they think she's cool. Uh, and then she gets stressed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's really what bullying is, but and then, I, I, that's a nice way to look at yeah, it, I guess. Uh, the room starts to heat up. Uh, and then she has to use her uh, her coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we know this is this kid's a fire starter. I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? But they like it's the, movie the title kinda, of the movie. Yeah, the movie kind of drags it along. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, and this we is saw something... the old movie Fire Starter, so we know that. <laughs> yeah, well, we that's the thing. The book. This this, this <laughs> yeah. is one of those movies, and there's a lot of horror and science fiction movies that are like this that are trying to keep alive the mystery of exactly what's going on with the character when the title tells you what's going on with the character and the basic premise of the movie that you know walking in <laughs> tells you the title. Yeah. That the fact what's that going it's on. an IP that has existed from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Like at the end of like at the end of Iron Man where Tony Stark says I am Iron Man I'm like no shit that's the name of the movie dude. <laughs> I mean that's just, not exactly the same thing. We just watched thing, you be Iron Man for a whole <laughs> movie. I just saw you be <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Tell me something I didn't know, dipshit. <laughs> Cinema score F minus. Uh, you know okay. there was some. You know there was somebody who watched the movie who was like, "Someone's got to explain this movie to me." And then at the end, he goes, "I am, I am Iron Man." And the audience member went, "Oh!" And then just slow clapped. And, and Stuart leans over to Charlene and says, "That's Iron Man. That's Iron Man." And she's like, "He's Iron Man." But Iron Monger is technically more Iron. And he's bigger, which might make him the man. Shouldn't he be Iron Kid? Well, that's a story for another day. Let's go. So um, he goes. Okay, so I went to see Iron Man too, but there was only one Iron Man in the movie. Where was the other Iron Man? I, mean, I don't understand. Two Iron Mans because War Machine's in it, dressed up like Iron Man. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Okay, but in Iron Man three, there's again just two Iron Men: Iron Man and War Machine. What's going on? There's a lot of Iron Men in there's Iron Man three. There's a lot no, of no, no, Iron no. Man with a lot of Iron Men. There's a lot of Iron Man <laughs> costumes. There's not a lot of Iron Men. Okay, that's a good. Yeah, he's, okay. he's got you, Dan. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, okay, now I went to see Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> they never told us how old Ultron was. I want to know because if he's old, he looks great. He's taking good care of himself. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. So, um, mom, <laughs> uh, mom tries to comfort Charlie. Uh, parents are kind of unsure how to parent this kid. They don't know whether they should keep her powers repressed or train them. Zach Efron is against training. Mother wants to train them. Yada, yada. 
Uh, back at school, the boy keeps bullying her, so she goes to hide in the bathroom. She also gets hit in the back of the head with a dodgeball, which obviously dodgeball sucks. It's a shitty thing the kids are forced to play. But she did kind of turn her back on the other team. So, like, I mean, of course she's going to get hit. I'm glad uh, you're seeing both sides. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you're seeing both sides of the kid getting hit in the head with a dodgeball. <laughs> Look, I... I Oh, and I'll, I'll push back a little bit. Like, even as a even as a nerd who had no physical prowess and would get hit by a dodgeball uh, rather than get anyone out by a dodgeball, I would much rather play dodgeball than so many other things. Oh, okay. oh better than shuttle runs, that's for so- sure. Oh, oh man. God. Or, like, just, like, general running. <laughs> like, let's, let's yeah. put that away, please. Or silent um, running when you got to go up into space and you got to yeah. be with those little robots. Cool robots. Or, or Take cool care of that oh, huge garden. <laughs> or cool runnings for something cool I got to coach in a Jamaican good. bobsled team. Yeah. I'm just a kid. How am I supposed to coach an Olympic team in a sport I've never even played? I want to back up uh, because you mentioned their parenting uh, styles. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, I want to say that not only does this movie, we'll get into it, eventually not make me sympathize much, much with this young girl, (laughs) even though I know that like, look, she's a, she's a child. She can't control herself. But she also does end up murdering quite a few people. She's in, she's in pretty, pretty strong control of that fire when she murders all those people. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, Zach Efron's parenting style is like so terrible. He's like, she's just gotta, she's gotta, she's gotta push down all of those emotions. She's gotta push <laughs> them all down and then she can handle her fire starting. I'm like, dude, this is not gonna work. <laughs> no matter how many. Things you <laughs> items in the room you name. <laughs> this is gonna end yeah, badly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and as this, we'll see. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the movie's called Fire Nonstarter. Am I right, guys? <laughs> the, mm-hmm. He has, his his uh, his parenting style towards this pyrokinetic daughter. It has big okay date whoever you want, just don't tell grandma vibes to it. Just kind <laughs> yeah. of like if yeah. we just pretend you're the girl that we want and not this and not this fire starter, then we'll be okay. But I say there's so little. There's so little emotion in all these scenes, and he and his wife are arguing over how to how to best deal with the fact that their daughter is, has this enormous, uh, deadly power inside of her. And it seems like there's roughly the level of intensity that my wife and I have when she asks me uh, if there's anything special I want her to make for dinner that week, and that because she's about to go to the grocery store, and I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> I can't think of anything at the moment, and she really wants me to say something, and then I say chicken marsala again, and she reminds me we just had that. Like that's the level mm. of intensity I feel like they're having. There's not, it's not no marital friction, but it's not as much as you'd expect for the situation. And it's also, well, and also Zach Efron is a performer that I have enjoyed in the past. Like I, I think he can be perfect, like a charming guy, but he, I think he's at his best when he can lean into the performer side of it and the charming side. This is a part that just has him be sort of emotionless and steely, and he is not able to bring anything of interest to it. Like, it, it is... It, the, the lead characters in this movie across the board are just personality-free ciphers. But, yeah. sorry, what were you saying, Stuart? I was just going to say that one of the things, uh, one of the things about it is that, like, we we have these two characters who uh, met in college. They had, you know, and through the result of this experiment, they got superpowers. And then they they uh, probably against probably their better judgment had a child together. And I feel like there should be like to me that symbolized that they have like a passionate connection that 
went beyond the like good sense of you know the good sense of like maybe we should we have these weird superpowers maybe we should take it easy um mm. so and there's no passion between these two people yeah i yeah. actually i actually was waiting for the moment where the movie would re- reveal that they were not her parents and that they had like escaped from that facility with her when she was a baby and had just yeah. kind of taken on the role of her parents because there's so, there's so little connection between the two of them. But I gotta say, it's hard to keep the romance alive when you when you've got a kid who can start fires with their mind. So maybe that's just a big part of it. It's hard to yeah. feel sexy. The fires when, in the bedroom when, go out. When it, yeah, <laughs> exactly when the kid's lighting fires with their mind, the fire the fire in your loins extinguishes, and it's it's hard to feel sexy when at any moment your child could walk in and light you on fire. It's just hard to feel that, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's yeah. hard to lose well, speaking that. Speaking of which, lose that control. You know. <laughs> speaking of which, so uh, yeah, Charlie's in school. She gets hit by a thing. She gets stressed out and runs away. She goes to the bathroom. Uh, teacher follows. Uh, she turns all the water in the bathroom to steam and then explodes the toilet. Um, it's pretty mm. cool. Um, this not, then this would instantly make her the coolest kid in school. Yeah. If this was real life, I feel like. However, in this world, it gets her kicked out of school again. Um, that would probably happen in real life too. So <laughs> in uh, back back at home, Charlie has a tantrum. Uh, her mom tries to calm her down. Her dad is a, a dick, um, and she accidentally <laughs> yep. she accidentally roasts her mom a little bit. Her mom catches on fire and really fucks her arms up. It's gross. Just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, I mean, already in the movie. Again, the the kid is losing me a little bit. I understand a child uh, can't control her superpowers. Has a lot. They're tied to her emotions, and she has a lot of emotions she can't control. But uh, and I'm certainly not advocating for some sort of shadowy government agency to come in and murder her. <laughs> but also, these parents seem ill-equipped to to handle this kid who is setting them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I and the movie does not necessarily do enough for me, uh, like with these characters, to make me be like, got to keep this uh, family together and keep keep every keep them safe. I'm just like, no, this is a dangerous weapon that's roaming around America. But uh, maybe that's okay. just me. Damn, I have no cla- I have no child. Classic liberal wanting the nanny deep state to take our kids away and teach us how, teach them how to use their pyrokinetic uh, powers. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. later on, like they they have like these inhibitor things that keep uh, you know Zach Efron from using his power on them. I'm just like, if there's that technology, can't we just like you know get like a little visor for for Firestarter here? Put that <laughs> visor. Can't we have some sort of magic sock that keeps her powers in check? <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I'm the idea. I'm just the ideas, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, but you're right. That you build the, movie, it. the movie does a, a very poor job of arguing that she should not be taken by this shadowy government organization that I'm sure Stuart's going to get into soon. Uh, when yeah. she is, yeah, just roaming free with these <laughs> terrible parents. You guys, bro, you did you guys say shadowy organization? Because guess what? There's a shadowy organization <laughs> that is observing Charlie's school, and so they reach out to Rainbird, who is this cool dude who has an unfinished fullback hangman tarot card tattoo, and he's like a <laughs> like a killer fixer specialist guy. It looks like he's hanging out in a warehouse, like he's about to be part of the Freedom video. Um, and uh, Andy and Charlie, okay, so and he's they're like. 
Uh, one last job. He's like, I'm in. Fuck it. Uh, Andy and Charlie go <laughs> out for ice cream uh, to, you know, because mm-hmm. she just roasted her mom. Her mom, Vicky. Here's the first <laughs> time in my notes where what I wrote you, her name. What, what you're making it sound like is that she's being rewarded for roasting her mom. Well, this, is, this is to help her calm down, I guess. Yeah, although I think he gives her like rum raisin or some shit. They mentioned it later, and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a punishment. Um, so mm. Vi- uh, Vicky tries to We're relax. We're taking you out for ice cream. Yay, mm. the worst ice cream. Aw. I love rum raisin, guys. I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. Sure, old men love rum raisin. i my flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Vicky tries to relax uh, with her burned-up hands. Uh, then the cops show up, sh- and she talks to the cop, and then she gets attacked by Rainbird, who is in their house. Uh, and it turns out that he was an early test subject, um, and he's there to bring the girl home, and he can kill them or whatever. And what And what power did he get? Just super shooting power? I don't, I don't know. Did, does he have yeah, a power? Not... Clear because they think... talk about how he was part of the experiment, and I the the implication is that he's like a super assassin because of of what they did to him. But it's but it doesn't clear what. And he's one of those fixers they send to clean up messes, and when they do, he kills so yeah, many. Yeah, he makes people. a way bigger <laughs> mess. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like we yeah. we want you to we want you to go in and quietly eliminate this family. Right, kill two dozen cops. You want? Yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, no, they're, no, like, they're like, no, can I Rainbird? see what you wrote down there? Rainbird. Because <laughs> I think they even make a comment like, time for you to do what you do best or some shit. Yeah, and he's, he's like, very bad at it. I guess <laughs> kill a bunch of people and make a huge mess. That's fine. <laughs> Rainbird, Rainbird, can you come into my office? Uh, I come to my, came to my attention. We sent you to, to take out one little girl and her parents, and you took out an entire police department. That's what they told me to do. That was the job. Well, I was checking the Slack channel, Rainbird, and it, at no point does anyone <laughs> talk about killing police. In fact, except right here, where it says, "Please don't kill any more police." It says it right here, Rainbird. I don't know. Well, I, you don't know. You know, I don't check the Slack channel. It's like I already have my email. Exactly. <laughs> I, I check mean, something else too. That's actually a pretty good defense. <laughs> okay, Rainbird, that makes sense. That makes sense. The Slack channel has not worked out the way we thought it might for this secret government intelligence operation slash uh, slash shadowy uh, science experiment. So uh, yeah. So can I go now? I guess, yeah, you know what? I guess you're employee of the month, Rainbird. You did it. <laughs> you did it. Uh, so, uh, speaking of our employee of the month, Rainbird, he uh, kills Vicky. <laughs> he briefly takes uh, Charlie hostage. Uh, and then, of course, Charlie blasts him with fire. And then she and Andy manage to escape. Hooray. Uh, the yeah. uh, the chief of the secret organization, uh, Hollister, Captain Hollister, Visits like an asylum and talks to Kurtwood Smith, who's making little piles of dust, like colored dust. <laughs> uh, and they and they basically talk <laughs> he, about he, he doesn't have much of a hobby. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. they talk about the reality of dealing with a psychic child, and in some ways they're being kind of reasonable. Although Kurt uh, Hollister wants to train Charlie, uh, which seems fairly reasonable. Uh, not to, but she doesn't want to make like an army of them. She just wants to have this one kid not like set everything on fire. And, and Kurtwood <laughs> Smith is like, nope, just kill her. Just kill. It's so much easier. Just get rid of her. Uh, and then he's like, see you later. Thanks for the paycheck. Losers. Um, okay. Mm. So, uh, meanwhile, while they're on the run, uh, Charlie, uh, meets a cat and fucking just roasts the cat alive. Uh, but it's still alive. Yeah. So her dad. Another makes- strike against Charlie in my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, but the cat's still alive. So her dad makes her kill it. 
And the whole thing just yeah. fucking sucks. Like this scene yeah. sucks. I know that how it matters, I guess, later in the script, but like, fuck this shit. I don't want to watch this garbage. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying your idea of entertainment is not watching a girl accidentally kill a cat. No. Yeah. Well, accidentally <laughs> fuck it up and then totally intentionally kill it. No now, thanks. Okay, now, now wait, but let me, what if that cat was Bustopher Jones? Oh. And he was singing. The cat about town? Yeah, cat about town, loves to eat. <laughs> I, I don't want him to, I don't want Bustopher yeah. Jones to eat. Well, you killed. gotta pick one of them. Then then what about Monkus Strap? Is he okay for, for this girl know. to get rid People of? People like uh. Monkus Strap. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Rum Tub Tucker, no, he's super popular also. And then, um, and then to make the scene worse, they like <laughs> pray over the dead cat. No, th- fuck that. This is garbage. Get this movie out of my eyeballs. Oh, uh, wait. So, mm. sorry, sorry to kill the bit by talking about how this movie sucks sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then they trick an old man into giving them a ride. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and he tricks him in such a in such an unnecessary way where, he, where he's like, hey, can you give us a ride? I'll pay you $100. And the old man's like, okay. And then you see that he's actually holding a $1 bill. And he's just using his psychic powers to make it look like a $100 bill. And it's like, Zac Efron, come on. That's being petty. That's a petty use of your powers. That's a, come on. That's a bit mm. from the book or the other movie, though, right? Don't they, like, do something with a cabbie, I feel like? I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I, I still I, don't I, like it. No, it's it's bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, so they hang out on his farm for a <laughs> I little wish, bit. So I, wish, I wish he had gone all the way and he's like, I'll, I'll give you this $10,000 bill. I've never even seen one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's got Bill Murray on it. Like, that's very rare. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. No one will ever believe you. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I, your hands are made out of ice cream. What? Okay, what? so you better that's, get out of the car. Let me that's drive. too much. He's going to think they're melting. You're going too far. <laughs> yeah. Starts eating his own hands. Yeah, leave him, leave him. That, it's okay. Yeah. We're terrible people. It's all right. We can do that. Um, okay, so Charlie goes exploring uh, around this old farm and meets an old lady hooked up to a ventilator. And then they have a little psychic conversation, uh, <laughs> and uh, they get to stay for a little while. Uh, the old man yeah. takes uh, takes it easy on him, uh, or so we think. And then uh, he, oh man, I don't know where this part is. Uh, oh, Zac Efron tells a story about some uh, creeps who tried to steal Charlie when she was a baby, and how he used his powers to make the creeps kill each other, and that's why you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't use your powers to kill people. Yeah, I, <laughs> and that's why you shouldn't use them to yeah. kill people. I see. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. I Look, I'm not going to get into, like, a deep um, comparison of the versions of Firestarter, mostly because I don't know that I've seen the Drew Barrymore version all the way through. It is also not a very good movie, although better than this. Uh, and I have read the I mean, the it book. is crazy that George C. Scott plays Rainbird. In the old one, uh, yeah, a, a Native American character, yeah, um, not not correct casting, but uh, in I mean, Firestarter at least like the book, you know, gives you a, a real sense of how like like this desperate love of the father for uh, his daughter and everything that he'll do to protect her, and but also like. It seems like the characters in that book are really about minimizing the harm that they do. Whereas I feel like the family in this movie just kind of blunder around a lot, <laughs> hurting people. Or in this case, like, yeah, like deliberately killing people that, you know, I don't know. Why doesn't he just reach inside his mind and be like, 
we don't exist or what I mean I don't know what the limits to his powers are but it doesn't make me as sympathetic to them as I could be anyway instead of yeah yeah don't use your telepathy to make people blast each other and stop breathing um I mean there's I will say I will say it is there is something I don't think this is a I don't think the movie pulls this off well but there is something kind of realistic about people getting these powers and being bad at using them yeah. and not and being screw ups and it not being like sure. oh we're we're ultra cool we have our ways of hiding but cuz like if i had to hide my family suddenly from the government i'd do a pretty poor job of it i don't know what i'm doing i'm not a spy so i think i could really if it was a better movie i would really relate to these kind of morons bumbling around <laughs> not knowing how to get out of these dumb situations they get themselves into yeah yeah uh yep so there's a story on the news about them. Uh, the it and it you know it kind of paints them in a negative light, uh, much as the movie has up till yeah. this point. <laughs> and so the the old man is watching the news and he decides that he's going to have to kick them out. But then they convince him not to kick them out. Uh, it's a very exciting scene. And then the cops show up and demand to see Andy and Charlie. The old man goes out to talk to him. Uh, and then Rainbird uh, pulls out a sniper rifle and starts sniping all the cops and uh, the old man. Uh, he's trying to draw more collateral damage. Yep. Yeah. He's trying to draw Charlie out. Um, Andy tries to stop Rainbird, uh, but then collapses, uh, and that buys her a little bit of time to escape. And then agents show up and try and track her down. Uh, Rainbird gets taken in to, to speak with the boss because, again, aforementioned uh, massive collateral damage. <laughs> he's, he's the it's this what I okay. So again, I'll say if this is a better movie, I would like that nobody in the movie is really very good at their jobs. Yeah, everybody in it is doing a terrible, terrible version. They're all terrible. Rainbird causes so much more trouble than he ever cleans up. The head of DSI, uh, the the uh, uh, Captain Hollister uh, from Time Cop. Uh, she is doing a very bad job of running this kind of covert operation. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Kurtwood Smith is like, yeah, yeah, we gave those people psychic powers. <laughs> then we just let them go. <laughs> like they got away from us. Like, and the the parents don't know how to raise their kid. There's something about seeing a movie like this where no one is slick and everyone yeah. is incompetent, or yeah. at least realistically semi, you know, fairly uncompetent. Fairly yeah, it's like the that- Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, I'm imagining a version of. Burn after reading with actual burning. That now be, you're talking. Now Excellent. we're doing it. Now you're talking, Dan. Why are you not writing that right now? Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> okay, I'm podcasting with you. Alex. You call it fire. You call it fire stopper. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fire stopping, Charlie is doing the opposite because she <laughs> is in the woods having like a Rambo montage of like training mm. and setting things on fire. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then she decides when she's ready, she decides to leave the, she's like, I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm going to go kill that spider gremlin. So she goes walking through the suburbs (laughs) and some kids on bikes, uh, immediately start fucking with Charlie for some reason. These are strangers, right? Yeah. They're just strangers. Like she just draws bullies to her. Yeah. Like she's wearing yeah. bully attractant. Mm-hmm. And it's at, like like she's just slathered herself in honey and walks through a bear's den yep. all the time. Uh-huh. And they just start making Because they you love know, honey, yeah. Bears love honey. Uh-huh. They just honey, one sand- Especially that poo bear. Did you see <laughs> yeah. in the news the other day about that bear that painted itself black and then got a balloon and it pretend was pretending to be a rain cloud so that it could trick some uh-huh. bees into giving it honey? Oh, things did yeah. not end well for that bear. Yeah. Oh, what a sad news story. 
Uh, so I thought she, it looked like rain, but so she uses her psychic powers to uh, <laughs> she used those powers to steal a bike and a sandwich and some clothes from these from these bullies. Yeah. yeah. He, she, did we know earlier that she didn't just have fire starting powers, but also had some of her like dad's pushing abilities? Cause she, yeah, she like, yeah, tricks these mental tricks, Jedi mind tricks these into letting her take the. I don't know if sandwich. I can't remember if we knew that beforehand. Maybe she was just reading their micro expressions to, to like yeah. cold read them into giving her their stuff. Mm, like a real Brad, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's limitless. Yeah. Uh, and now, were you guys as disappointed as I was that the song Firestarter was never played in the movie? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So she she gets. I mean, she gets like a like a dream or a mental projection from her father, uh, giving her an idea where this facility is. Right? Is that yes? That, that's what happens. So she because uh, my notes start to get spare as I got tired, more tired, and more bored by the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, she finds the facility. And she, uh, like, she starts taking out agents. I think the first one she, like, corners in his car. And uh, she's trying to interrogate him. And then he, like, tries to pull a gun. And she, like, roasts the shit out of him. Uh, And then, but he's not dead. So she has to finish him off. Um, And then she basically just starts walking through a facility roasting dudes. Um, It's pretty gnarly. It's, you know, it's got some gnarly stuff. How how slow this movie is for so long and then it, in a wild rush to the end this ch- child just comes in and burns up the whole place yeah the end but not the end but you know what i'm saying yeah there's there's still more for you to I mean, explain pretty i don't, don't want to take your job away from me <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stu, dan is gunning for your position oh well, man <laughs> yeah sorry. whoa wow. whoa I, Stuart looks like he's happy to <laughs> uh so it Let looks like it turns out that I'm charlie just saying, was- dan if, if you're going after Stu with this summer you best not miss because you won't get a second mm-hmm. shot mm. so uh yeah charlie it turns out charlie was actually Lured to the facility by Rainbird, so maybe that's his psychic power. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, he, she finds her dad. Her dad, and then like Hollister comes out, and she's like, "Don't do it. If you roast your dad, you're gonna roast me." And he's like, "Just roast us both." And she's like, "Okay, fuck it." <laughs> so they get. She roasts Hollister. She roasts her dad, and then she like roasts a whole bunch of agents as she leaves. It looks like she's cornered. <laughs> nope, Rainbird shows up and saves her. That's crazy. I thought he was the bad guy. Well, because she's she's roasting. Got yes, agents are just coming at her in waves, and then some people show up in fire protective suits. Oh mm. no, her power has been neutralized. You know what those suits don't protect you from bullets to the head and that's when rainbird comes <laughs> yep. in yeah uh and she also disengages all the locks in the containment facility which i was going to be re- i was really excited i'm like we're going to see all kinds of crazy psychic powers or maybe the <laughs> monsters from cabin in the woods are all going to show up it's going to yeah, be great sure. you don't <laughs> get that. half man half chicken running around uh-huh, yeah sure man um so uh just a baby with baby with crab claws yep, amazing so, things charlie the body of a snake charlie stumbles out onto the beach <laughs> Uh, she and Rainbird are the only surviving escapees, and you know what? They just wander down the beach together forever. End of movie. Cue the song <laughs> Firestarter. <laughs> yeah, no, you they, no, they don't no. play the song first. No, that, that was the disappointment. And and this is a it's the it's the f- famous story of a, a Firestarter says. 
how come when I when I had times of trouble, there was only one set of footprints? And Rainbird says that's when I was carrying you. Oh, that's the that, that's that the famous parable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's the summary. I think it, we bang that shit out super fast because <laughs> there's not much yeah, to this I little movie. It. Like it's a it's, no, there is not. You know. You know, we, we a peek behind the curtain. We're doing a couple tapings uh, at the same time because I had to ask these guys to kindly move uh, our tapings around because my parents were going to be in town for uh, July Fourth and their fifty ninth wedding anniversary, guys. But uh, That's and a big I only one. got to see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw them briefly before I tested positive for COVID, and then I said, "No, thank you, my." My parents, I don't want to get you sick. Uh, you're on your own. They had a lovely time in New York by themselves. Uh-huh. Um, but the point was, we, we were looking for something short for one reason, uh, uh, and uh, the, these double tapings. But I really appreciate the lack of incident in Firestarter, <laughs> considering how tired I am from being sick. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, yeah, give it to, like it was a, a miserable experience watching, but I'm glad that nothing happened yes. in this movie. The it feels, it feels very much came like, off quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels a lot like they just shot the outline to the movie and said, we'll fill this in later. Wait, we made the movie already? Oh, no. Oh, boy. It honestly feels a little bit like a like a pilot for the for a Firestarter TV show that they like yeah, when yes. it wasn't going to get picked up they like just went back and like shot a couple extra things like shot her dad getting roasted and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it has a, it has a real USA original series feel to it. Yeah. Throughout. And I mean and not in, yeah, and not in the fun specific blue way where everyone's on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> and like what was that? What's didn't Amazon do a series uh, based on that Hannah movie? So it's the same kind of shit, um, right? You got a little magic yeah. girl who does stuff and blows people up. That's what Hannah's about, right? Well, or is she a spy? Well, is she fucking, a Black Widow or something? Well, no, Hannah's about. Into, it's a sequel to Hannah Montana, uh-huh. or it's a, a dark reimagining where instead of being a normal girl who's also like a big superstar, she's a normal girl who's also a super assassin, but still performs country music. That makes sense. Let's get into Final Judgments because we're there already, whether this is a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, a movie we kind of like. I'm going to start off my assessment by saying, like, I both understand and don't understand why they would do Firestarter at this point. Ooh, I like that that, that paradox that you just presented us with. Please untangle it. So I understand why they would do Firestarter because – you know, it's a it's a known it's a property with name recognition. It's an old movie that was not done well the first time, so there's room for improvement. And hey, Stranger Things is big. Eleven from Stranger Things. That's basically like Firestarter style. You know, super powered uh, young girl, Secret evil government, government project. project. Yeah, all this stuff. They're like. So that's why they thought, hey, yeah, let's do Firestarter. It's also why I find it so baffling that they did Firestarter. Because this movie's lunch has been so thoroughly eaten by everything that has come since the writing of the book Firestarter kicked off, like, this whole, like, type of thing anyway. Like, there's been so many of these things, and this brings nothing new to it. I have, like... 
This is quite possibly the most boring movie we've watched for the Flop House to the degree that I was n- not only <laughs> angrily texting you guys about it, yeah. I was also yeah. angrily texting all of my other friends basically who watch movies <laughs> because it was the only thing that could keep me engaged. I was so like I am usually like I usually pride ourselves in doing a show with our like premise and not being mean about things, but like I just hated <laughs> the experience of watching this damn thing. Maybe it's because I was sick. I don't know, but I didn't no, no, like Dan, it at all. I'm, it's a I'm bad, bad movie. I'm the picture of health, and I have felt similarly. I was so I found it so incredibly boring and so incredibly dull that I usually don't do this with Flophouse movies, even though we watch a lot of stuff that I don't really enjoy. This was one of the few times we're watching it. I was just thinking about other movies I could be watching during that time, uh-huh. like other things I could be doing during that time. And I, it just it's one of these movies that makes you think about how there's only so many grains of sand in the hourglass, people. You and you got you got you got a you got a limited <laughs> amount of time on this earth. And so why am I spending Spending it watching Firestarter. Now, again, I was doing dishes at the same time, so it's not like I wasn't totally making use of that time. Those dishes need to be cleaned. We eat off them. We have a limited supply of dishes in my house. If they get dirty, we can't just stop using them. We can't go out and buy new dishes every time we need clean dishes. I've got to watch wash them. But I could be watching something more meaningful than Firestarter. So I'm also going to say it's a bad, or, bad movie. Or doing nothing. If you sat with your thoughts, it would be more productive than watching Firestarter by far. By far. <laughs> 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 Stuart, sorry. So this, uh, yeah, worse than, worse than doing nothing. Raves Dan McCoy. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, in the like at kind of not definitely not the height of the pandemic, but at some point during, uh, you know, I guess we're still in the pandemic. Uh, my wife and I went to a uh, a hotel, and in order to get a drink at the bar, we had to order food. And uh, one of the the food item was like a hummus and vegetables, and it was like mm. the saddest, like styrofoam tray with hummus and like a few <laughs> baby carrots on it. It was like there is there is no love present at all on that plate, and mm. I feel like that's kind of the same thing with this movie. Like, sure, some of the people involved uh, are talented, but there was no. It did not feel like anybody involved had any, there was no passion. And if there was passion, it was not on the screen. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so dull and feels so pointless. I mean, a single episode of it Stranger is, Things costs more than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is inert. This movie is <laughs> yeah. inert. Like, yeah. there's no motion inside this movie. <laughs> if you cracked it open... There's just more nothingness. Anyway. So, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, not, bad. this is a bad, bad. Yep. Hi, I'm Janet Varney. And just like you, I survived high school. And we're not alone. On my podcast, The JV Club, I invite some of my friends to share the highs and lows of their teen years, like moments with Aisha Tyler. 
But when you're a kid, the stakes are just pretty low. Go to school, try not to get in trouble, get laid. Jamila Jamil. I watched television probably every waking hour during that time when I was shit-faced on medicine. And Dave Holmes. We talked and talked, and then everybody left. It was just us two, and I was like, I love you. Learn how you too can be a functioning adult after the drama and heartbreak of high school. Every week on the JV Club with Janet Varney. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a judgment-free show. Hi, I'm Biz, host of One Bad Mother. Whether you're a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. I signed my stepson up for a camp that is actually in another state. I feel really stupid, and I don't think we're going to get the money back. And then he found out that the car manual is a book about cars, so now he's reading our car manual. We So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Download One Bad Mother on MaximumFun.org, and yes, there will be swears. Hey, uh, let's let's, uh, talk about our sponsors. Uh, Stuart, I believe uh, you have a message from one of our uh, uh, generous sponsors. Now, uh, unfortunately for the characters in Firestarter, they were given a macro dose of <laughs> high-strength psychedelics, which brought out their psychic powers. Instead, what I'm going to talk about today is microdosing. <laughs> so you've probably heard about microdosing, and if not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Uh, our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Uh, I'm a I'm a user of microdose gummies. I find them uh, to be a great way to relax uh, and also maybe to wipe out the uh, the feelings of discomfort from watching the movie Firestarter. Uh, they mm-hmm. help me uh, do creative projects. The big thing for me is that it helps me sleep, which is nice. Helps me wind down at the end of a day and turn my brain off. Um, so you uh, microdose gummies are available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in our show uh, description. And again, that's microdose.com, code FLOP. Uh, We're also sponsored in part by Squarespace, which is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything that's products, content you create, even your time with Squarespace. Uh, Squarespace helps you create pro-level videos effortlessly. The Squarespace Video Studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And, of course, all websites are optimized for mobile. It would be nutty at this point if they were not optimized for mobile. Content automatically adjusts so your site looks great on any device. So why not go to squarespace.com flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, hey, this first letter is from Jill, last name withheld, mm-hmm. who writes, Lovely Peaches, really enjoyed your last ep 
on Death on the Nile. Okay. And the discussion on changing stories slash characters. And I wanted to send a line on my personal frustration. Hmm. Agatha Christie purposefully wrote Hercule Poirot to not have an interest in sex or romance. We get so little asexual and aromantic representation. It makes me super sad to see that they change it, especially in such a lazy way. So I was hoping y'all might suggest some good asexual or aromantic stories to watch instead of being sad about another retconned Poirot. Keep on flopping in the free world. Jill, last name withheld. Well, of course, you can turn to the other uh, major uh, detective in the... English canon. Encyclopedia uh, Sherlock Brown. Holmes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Uh, although that, you know, he is often also retconned to uh, be in love with Irene Adler, yeah. a character who he merely admires in the story, the one story she appears in. <laughs> but you can find plenty of home stories that don't involve uh, her. Also, uh, there's a little, there's a, there's a, you know, there's some stories that involve a lot of fellowship and the exchange of rings, mm. but no, without a I lot like of the, romance. I like the way you did that. <laughs> mm. uh, Stuart might know them. Mm. Called, uh, it's called Green Cards. Ring Boys. They're like, okay, we're making Lord of the Rings, but we gotta, we gotta make it modern. We gotta make it hip and edgy. So we're calling it Ring Boys with a Z. It's like Entourage, but in Middle Earth. Anyway, so here's Frodo. He's kind of the he's kind of the E of the group. Uh, the, although Sam, I guess, is kind of the E of the group. Then there's Merry and Pippin. They're both kind of the E of the group. And then Gollum. What? He's like Turtle. Anyway, Ring Boys. <laughs> you know, all, all those jokes. Reminded me that we did that live show on the Entourage movie, but I have no memory uh, of what happens in that movie. All I remember in that I movie think it's is just the, a bunch of naked people dancing. I remember. I remember the only scene I remember is the scene from uh, Vince Vince's directorial debut, that futuristic version of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, where it's like a <laughs> rave scene and it looks so dumb and so bad, and yeah. the rest of the movie is about what a brilliant movie that is, and then it wins the Golden Globe. <laughs> Hell yeah. <sighs> Oh man, I uh, was you guys wrong. Have any, That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> any good non-romance uh, focused uh, movies? I mean, there's a lot of movies without romance, obviously, but like movies with like a strong relationship between people that don't have, uh, I don't know, don't feel the need for a romance. Oh, man, now my brain is not working. <laughs> That's all right. We talked some of them. I mean, a movie, like yeah, a movie that, uh, I mean, I, it depends on what kind of movie you like to watch is the thing. Uh, I find that a lot of the movies that I know that don't have romance, romance I would say romance, which is not how people pronounce that <laughs> word. Romance, <I> <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, A lot of the movies that I can think of that don't have romance are like guys on a mission movies. If it's like mm. the Dirty Dozen, there's that one scene where they dance with those English women, but that's about it. Or like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, or Dark of the Sun, which is a movie about mercenaries in Africa. Uh, I don't know if that's the kind of movie you're looking for, but there's a lot of that kind of movie. Uh, but also, uh, if you can put up with uh, Kevin Spacey in your movie, uh, there's the movie Margin Call, which is about the uh, the 2008 financial crisis, and it has – the most boring trailer I'd ever seen for a movie. The The trailer was just people talking about financial stuff, and I was like, 
the, all these big name stars, and this movie looks so dull. And then I watched it, and I was like, no, this is a gripping movie. This movie is really good. Uh, and I don't think there's any romance in that. And surprisingly, for a movie about the financial industry, no scenes with lap dancing in them, which normally the movies make you think that that's all that they do uh, when they're not just ripping off everyone else in America. But other than that, I mean, there's lots of documentaries that don't have romance in them. Like uh, if you want to watch Harlan County, USA, which is about a miner's strike, uh, you know, that's, that's a great movie. <laughs> I think there's no romance in it. Drifting you know? away I will from say, the original I will say that for me, that's one of the, kind of the appeals of, uh, of Breaking Bad and even more uh, Better Call Saul is that I feel like that they, that, Romantic relationships and like sex very rarely, if never, seems to be a driving force for these characters. And particularly in Better Call Saul, where you have like two characters who are married, but there's like the like their love is not the 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 drive of the show. Like they're this like mm. comfortable married couple, which I find very like I find something very pleasant about it. Like two characters who are just really comfortable together. Um and it not being an issue, like not being this like whirlwind romance thing, but I don't know. It's not quite the same yeah. thing, but it's it, all this talk made me think of it. Mm -hmm. No, I, I like that. Um, so, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's, I mean, I mean, there's no, um, I mean, you could watch uh, Alien. No, I doesn't have, Alien doesn't have any romance in it. There's a little bit of sexuality around the xenomorph, which is a yeah. horrifying <laughs> vision of sex gone wrong, but I don't know if that's the same thing. I mean, the movie Dragon Slayer doesn't have any romance. <laughs> okay, let's And again. neither does Dragon Heart now that I, I think about think it. I don't know about that. The, I'm going to have to check the tapes. I, I, I apologize. They were dumb. Um, uh, hey, this is uh, I, I want to say less, less dumb and more just didn't have a lot of time to research and think about the question. Matthew, last name withheld, uh, writes in. Lillard? And, um, <laughs> I have yeah, to assume sure. so. Well, he, let's see, he does sign his letter Wing Commander. I think, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hello, Dan. I hope this finds you well. Elliot's seemingly endless list of discrete concepts from the mini-episode Flophouse the Movie got stuck in my head. It was intolerable. I attribute its catchiness to its chaos... The mind exhausts itself, churning through the list again and again, desperately searching for any hint of a pattern. <laughs> it has haunted the dusty corridors of my dome for too long, so I've rearranged your nonsense and organized it into a fucking narrative. So there, ha, I won. It's now a vacation anthem. Love the show. I'm currently named Cool Video James or Buck Fink, formerly known as Scott Dracula Cosmic Rays. Or formally? <laughs> Formally, I don't. I, don't I, have know to admit, I have to admit, I'll be puzzling out that last sentence for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, so your revenge so has that's, been served. This is okay. So, this is in reference to a song that he sent. Now, uh, we're not that good at this. We're going to figure out some way that we can all listen to this song, and because uh, uh, Elliot and, and Stuart will be hearing it for the first time, and uh, Alex, uh, you drop the song in here. It's going to be great when Dan goes to visit Elliot in L.A. I think that'll yeah, be yeah. really cool. Something new that the kids haven't seen yet. Something wow, that's quite a build-up. Something new that the kids haven't seen yet. Something new that the kids haven't seen yet. Catfishes and their broken stock shoes. And their open rockets. Ikea furniture. I don't feel like there's that much of a narrative. Alzheimer's. 
Visit <laughs> there you go. Wow. Dan, have I been have I just been microdosed? Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. There you go. What'd you guys think of that? I'm so glad to have Matthew given, last uh, name with Yeah, help, help give birth to that art. i I take issue <laughs> with the idea that there's now a narrative attached to that to those mm. words. Uh but a loose narrative. <laughs> I have a question. So it's who, like so, mad god. Are, <laughs> I guess. Do, yeah. do you guys is that the kind of music you guys just listen to around the house while you're doing things? <laughs> uh I wouldn't say I generally like put it on. Uh I you know, I was definitely singing this I mean, well the chorus. I don't remember any of the verse as it's <laughs> all I remember is something about fing- gloves with no fingers so they can handle change. I'm I'm pretty old fashioned actually. Yeah. When when I'm around the house, if I'm gonna be listening to music, it's always old time rock and roll by Bob Seeger. I'm <laughs> oh, always yeah, just, just in my my, sure. my underpants <laughs> and sunglasses. <laughs> and a button down shirt. Yeah. And a button down shirt. Yeah, oh. because it's you know, what if company comes over? <laughs> That's Guys, the thing. The got, wildest uh, shit is the fact that he's wearing socks. <laughs> so he can slide on the floor. Still, it's bonkers. Yeah. That shit's wild. Huh. Uh, good news, everyone. I just got uh, word from my dad that they're uh, frequently delayed flight. <laughs> got them home after their 
trip out to New York to not really see me. So uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were gonna say good news. My dad just called and he just said it's a number one hit in Germany. That song <laughs> yeah. that we just heard. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Bear they want game us for the video. <laughs> Uh, but we couldn't record uh, it because speaking you're of a video. Up. If you want to make one, go ahead, <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, cool. Why not? So uh, somebody, somebody in the Netherlands is going to be walking around with that as their ringtone, and I'm going to be very excited about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that was well, that was uh, great. Thank you for that, Matt. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Um, let's move on through this uncharacteristically tight episode of the Flop House uh, and recommend a movie you should. Definitely watch instead of spending your time on the remake of Firestarter. Um, Or even the original of Firestarter, for that matter. Even the original. Uh, So, I'd like to uh, say um, yesterday was the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Is Dan going to recommend Born on the 4th of July? (laughs) No, no, I mean, I look, I have no particularly... I have no particular affinity for uh, the holiday, less so this year where I am uh, deeply dissatisfied uh, by many things in the country. Uh, But I do have a attachment to the day, July 4th, because uh, that was the day last year that I got engaged. Uh, And during, you know, July 4th is the uh, day you got engaged. That's also the day mm -hmm. I got engaged. Really? Yeah, yeah, not didn't the we, same. We, we, talked about about this already? we talked about this last year. <laughs> yeah, okay. we did. Anyway, uh, well, during uh, <laughs> during uh, my recovery from being sick, uh, Audrey and I had like a nice little Fourth uh, of July double feature where we each picked a movie to watch. <laughs> oh, I feel uh, bad for her. We watched. No, no, she. <laughs> my movie was Inside Lewin Davis, which I thought okay. she would like. Yeah, uh, which she thought was a porno. And she did. Okay. She, I. Uh, she liked it very much, and I was introduced uh, to a movie from her childhood, uh, Nanny McPhee. Well, not her childhood. I mean, but like a movie that I was uh, not familiar with. It's um, okay, Dan. You can talk about how you have a child bride. <laughs> She's younger than me, but not <laughs> so much younger that Nanny McPhee would be. Anyway, um, but <laughs> like she shared a movie with me from her childhood, Firestarter twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't have any idea what to expect out of this movie. I was like, hmm, Nanny McPhee. I'm an adult person, and I heard <laughs> mixed reviews for this film. You know, but like I think that often with a with a movie that's like a family or a kids movie that gets mixed reviews, like something like Nanny McPhee is a very like retro style uh, kids movie. It is explicitly sort of riffing on uh, Mary Poppins, uh, but in sort of a a darker way. It's got kind of a more of a Raoul Dahl feeling. I know it's based on there's like a series of nurse Matilda books in England, uh, from the sixties, but it's got that sort of, uh, kind of British, uh, Roald Dahl vibe to it. And I think that. So she doesn't like Jewish people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Often with a, often when like those movies are new, critics are hard on them because they're like, comparing them to some sort of fantasy version of like a 
a childhood favorite of theirs, you know, whereas once some time has passed, time flattens out and everything in the past is just part of the past and you feel don't feel like the need to like hold things to like this weird standard anymore. And this is all just a very like uh, uh, not concise way of saying that I enjoyed it. <laughs> it, was, it was it was very silly. It had a lot of laughs. Uh, like it was just a goofy movie that also had like, but not uh, Emma Thompson. Movie. <laughs> Not, not. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Emma, Emma Thompson, obviously Nanny McPhee, oh, but you also have. I was waiting for it, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> you have Colin Firth in it, and most importantly, you have Angela Lansbury in it as. Uh, <laughs> just as a think sort about of a, the way Elliot held his breath there for a second. <laughs> Angela Lansbury as a dowager aunt who is uh, deliberately sort of like both in the way she is dressed and the prosthetic beak-like nose made up to look like a like a hen <laughs> like a chicken that has wandered into the movie and uh, <laughs> so, I don't know so it's she's just playing fun. the chicken la- Bruce uh, she's playing a Mark McKinney's chicken lady character yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> basically guys I may have uh, reached the point at which uh, I can no longer talk correctly so you guys gotta take over because I think that that was just a garbled word salad so when so you when you guys decided to do this double feature and she yeah. gave her choice did you immediately like run over to Letterboxd or Rotten Tomatoes and be like, let me just double check what the critics are <laughs> thinking about this one? Let me I see only what say the that because sometimes there's definitely sometimes where when Charlene and I are like, she'll suggest some like random shit that popped up on a streaming service. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like garbage. Uh, and sometimes I will like look at this, which is stupid. Like just watch it, suck it up, make my partner happy, whatever. But every once in a while I'm like, I need to check to see what the critics thought of that fucking <laughs> Melissa McCarthy movie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if it's something that Melissa McCarthy made with uh, her husband, then maybe I Man. would also feel that way. But <laughs> Audrey would have been in college when Nanny McPhee came out. I want to make this clear. <laughs> Ooh, cool. no, sure, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Da- no, it's- <laughs> and she wasn't a Doogie Hauser, right? <laughs> no, she wasn't a Doogie Hauser. Uh, All right, anyway. Your child is what we've termed a Doogie Hauser. Oh, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. Speaking of Doogie Hauser and Inside Lewin Davis, it was only on this rewatch that I'm like, fucking Vinny Del Vecchio is in this movie. <laughs> You didn't Doogie's, recognize him? Uh, no, I didn't recognize Doogie's uh, pal. Yeah, Max Also Stella. our uh, Max Fun uh, uh, cohort, uh, Helen Hong, has a small role in it, which I was delighted to see in Inside Lewin Davis. Anyway, Stuart, you look like you're raring to recommend. Oh, shit. I guess I am. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie I watched a little bit ago that I don't think I've recommended. Uh, I'm recommending a movie that is streaming on Hulu called Fire Island. It is. Oh, a I thought you were going to say starter. Fire starter. Fire starter. <laughs> and and you're like, wait, I had to watch it on. I watched it on Peacock, a much worse streaming service than Hulu. Um, so uh, yeah, Fire Island. It is a rom com. 
uh, that is very indebted to Jane Austen. Now, that's, 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 that's short for Roman comedy, right? It is. Comedy yeah. set in mm-hmm. Rome. Well, based on uh, some of the haircuts. Well, mostly Roman holiday. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's uh, what, like written and stars uh, Joel Kim Booster and Bowen Yang uh, and Margaret Cho. And it is a, about a group of friends who are going to spend the week at Fire Island together and... Uh, you know, along the way they find love and they, you know, they reaffirm their friendships and all that stuff. And it's cute and it's fun. And, uh, there's a lot of hunks. Oh boy. So many hunks, so many hard bodies. Um, and at first I was like, before I kind of figured, like realized that it was going for a Jane Austen thing. I thought there's, uh, Joel Kim Boucher's character gives a lot of, uh, narration, and at first I'm like, are they just trying to explain, are they like explaining like gay culture to the normals? But it kind of, it works within the Jane Austen framework. It's, uh, and it's, it's funny and cute. And also having last summer, Shar and I finally went out and stayed uh, with some friends on Fire Island. And uh, we got to see some places that uh, were familiar to us, including uh, the Ice Palace, where Charlene got yelled at by a drag queen. So it was great. Good times. So if you want to enjoy the movie (laughs) just like I did, watch Fire Island. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of steps to go through to enjoy the movie specifically like you did. Back in time. (laughs) Quantum Uh, leap into my body. (laughs) I have a movie to recommend, too. You know, the movie we talked about today, Firestarter 2022, uh, is about a family in crisis uh, with a daughter who is having problems controlling uh, an issue that her parents don't know how to deal with. And it reminded me a lot of a movie I saw recently. That's right, Through a Glass Darkly, directed by Ingmar Bergman uh, and starring uh, <laughs> Harriet Anderson and Max von Sydow and Gunnar Bjornstrand Harry and Lars Pascard. Not, <laughs> not Harry Court? Anderson. No, not – not my court's Harry Anderson, uh, but the but the actress Harriet Anderson. But think about uh, Harry Anderson and Max von Sydow. What the fuck did they talk about? Magic, I guess. No, I mean, yeah, the magic. Yeah, the, the magic of acting and the, the magic of actual magic. Yeah, magic. The, Harry, yeah, Harry <laughs> oh, Anderson and Max von Sydow were both huge Magic the Gathering players. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. They were, oh you, man, you, you know see, you know that Max von Sydow only plays black decks. <laughs> He's like swamp, swamp, swamp. You know, he's calling. They go, they go uh, yes, uh, yes uh, operator. Could you send me to Wizards of the Coast? I have some complaints to make. I don't like the way they change the art in Demon of the Pit or whatever it's called. Whatever that. It's a Lord of the Pit. Lord of the Pit. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it's the story of a. Uh, there's just four actors in the whole thing. It's the story of uh, a woman who uh, is dealing with. Uh, schizophrenia, uh, her husband and her father and her brother. And they each have different issues uh, relating to each other, relating to themselves and relating to God and their place in the universe. And uh, it is a movie with no supernatural elements that nonetheless Except for the existence of Max von Sydow, Magic the Gathering <laughs> Gathering Champ. You know that, so Harry Anderson, he would really annoy Max von Sydow on set. I don't know what uh-huh. set they were both working on together, but they would play Magic the Gathering together and he would make Max von Sydow's cards disappear in the middle of the game. He'd go, Harry, please, I'm trying to play a serious game of Magic the Gathering <laughs> yeah, with you. Exactly. And you keep with your, your, your tricks and jokes <laughs> and japes. And you, uh, and you so, would think that Max von Sydow and Werner Herzog would play cards together, but it turns out <laughs> Werner Herzog's more of a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. 
<laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, when when I look at Yu-Gi-Oh, I see the chaos and unmeaningness of the universe, <laughs> and I feel I have to catch all these monsters and have them battle each other for what reason? None other than Ooh. the superiority of my deck. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I regret to inform you that I once again have drawn my blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a tale of a of a race of digital monsters or sure. Digimon, but I have not yet been able to ex- explore. Wow! Yeah, he just loves that, it all. He loves <laughs> he race. loves the whole, whole range. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> he's he's so into he's so into collectible games of all kinds, uh, collectible mm. card games. Anyway. <laughs> I find the challenge of Pokemon is oh, to God. catch them all, and you can never catch them all. But that Team Rocket is always trying to stop me, and I feel like I need to get in their way first. Anyway, uh, it, it, anyway, through a glass darkly, it won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film, <laughs> and it's it's kind of it's kind of a chamber drama of of uh, of a family. And like I said, there's no supernatural elements, but there's a strange kind of darkness and eeriness to it. Uh, and uh, I found it very haunting. So that's through a glass darkly. Okay, three recommendations. Mm-hmm. Hey, sounds great. Let's wrap this thing up. Uh, slap a bow on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pipe it out to the podcast. I mean, it's just pals it's just out a there celebration. Podcasting lion. It's just a celebration of movies. You know, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what should, it really is. We we're just call a celebration this the of movies. <laughs> a celebration of yeah. movies. Flop house. A celebration of movies. <laughs> Okay. Well, now, I'm now I really want to write. A, I really want to write a one act play about Harry Anderson and and Max von Sydow playing, playing Clay Magic Picard the Gathering. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Okay. Uh, uh, thank you to MaximumFun.org. It's our podcast network. Uh, go over there. Check out some other podcasts. Thank you to Alex Smith, our producer, for putting this thing together. Thank you for coming back uh, from being on the beach last time. I'm sorry that I mixed the last episode a little low, but it sounds fine. Uh, And thank you to you, the listener, uh, for joining us yet again for this madness. But until next time, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Goodbye. I got a bit for this one. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I you got, got a, a fucking bit. bit. Okay. On this episode, we discuss Firestarter. Now, is it a freaky Firestarter or a meekly Firestarter? You be the judge. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You know what? I've what got one, too. I've got one, too. Why don't we try out this one, too? So You're so excited about your hot bit. I have no idea. I have to be honest. I have no idea what that means. Dude, this episode's going to drop and people are going to die from laughing so hard. (laughs) It's going to be like the fucking Ringu of podcasts. Sure. All right. Uh, Yeah, let's do another another take just to, you know, just Just in case we uh, don't want to kill all of humanity. Yeah. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.